You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey, coaches. I have a free gift for you because it's been a hard year and you deserve this. Have you ever wondered why your coaching business hasn't taken off in the way that you hoped? There could be one or several things that need adjustment. Most likely, it comes down to having the wrong strategy or a lack of strategy in place somewhere in your business. My free gift to you is a downloadable assessment called Coaching Business Checkup. It will reveal any holes in your strategy so you can do everything more effectively in the future and earn more in your business. You can get your copy of it by going to where the show notes are today at prosperouscoach.com slash 107. Now, let's dig in to today's Listener's Choice episode. There is plenty of information out there in training programs about how to coach, and there's lots of attention out there on how to market and enroll clients, plus various tactics about how to earn well as a coach. But I have found that there's very little communicated to coaches about how exactly to serve your coaching clients so well that they love the experience, come back for more, and refer others to you. Client service goes beyond coaching skills, but it does stem from the way that you market and engage your target audience from the get-go. If you're following the guidelines that I've been sharing in my series called Coaching Business Checkup, and that's episodes 62 through 77, then you'll be strategically setting everything up for your coaching business in a way that guarantees satisfaction for ideal clients. And if you put in place specific things to ensure that people you attract are ideal for you, it will increase your client satisfaction. So just attracting a client isn't your goal. Attracting an ideal client and enrolling that person is your goal. So let me just ask you, do you ever feel nervous with your clients and have performance anxiety during sessions? I'd be surprised if you didn't. If you're a new coach, that's totally normal. And you want to apply awareness to be sure that that feeling diminishes with time. In my early days, I was so anxious about delivering value that I lost my personal power by inflating my role. And I ended up feeling drained instead of energized by sessions. Has that ever happened to you? But over the years, I've given this challenge my daily awareness and I've made a lot of shifts. So happily, there are lots of things you can do to create value while you also set strong boundaries and that protects you and your clients. So I'm going to share right now seven main ways that you can up your game in providing value and this will keep your clients happy and coming back for more coaching with you. The first one is to cultivate happy coaching clients before, during, and after. So happy clients start by being happy prospects. Ideally, before they hire you, they already have a strong sense of your integrity, your personality, and exactly how you can help them. That's why a content strategy like podcast or blogging is so important. 
A successful business is actually the sum of many strategic things that work in concert. If your social media, your blogs, your podcasts, videos, whatever you're doing, your website, everything comes from being fully informed about what's important to your audience, then they can feel that and it feels good to them. So even before they've hired you, they have this great sense of, hey, she knows me or he knows me. They get me. A while back, a member in my Facebook group, the Prosperous Coach Club, posted, hey, I just found your podcast. Wow, get out of my head, Rhonda Hess. I needed this so badly. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm so glad that I hit the mark for you, Angela. And it just sort of illustrates what I'm saying here is that if your audience feels seen, heard, and understood by you, they'll follow you, they'll share your content with others in your audience, and then ideal prospects will become curious about hiring you. Also, after they've finished your program, you want to stay in touch with past clients. You want to follow them on social media. You want to share a bit of social love and check in with a short email from time to time. Number two, provide structure and boundaries. In a desire to be all things to your clients, do you forget to set boundaries and provide structure? It happens. But these things make people feel safe. Provide clear terms and agreements in your intake packet. You ask clients to respect you with policies about showing up for your sessions and being on time with their payments if you have a payment plan. In the very first session, explain the phases and flow of your work together. This is easy if you've created a signature program, which is what I recommend to coaches, rather than just selling coaching packages. Provide and then ask them to send you a session prep one to two days before the session. Send them a session recap that lists agreed upon steps and some notes. Set clear expectations about your availability and how and when they can contact you. Hold time boundaries in sessions. So that's all about structure and boundaries. And then my third big tip is to create and track a set of goals. This may be super obvious, but it wasn't to me with my first clients. I would suggest that within the first two sessions, you set specific milestones that you'll help them achieve. This is going to help a lot with the agendas they bring to the sessions. Get really clear on their top goals, their top challenges, and who they want to be. Also get really clear on how you will help them perceive that they have made the progress that they really want. And set a tickler in your calendar to check in on their goals, milestones, and progress. Number four is gather and give feedback. Feedback is underrated and it's so valuable for any kind of transformational process. You want to ask for feedback. I know it's hard to do, but Be brave and do it. At the end of every session, ask about their takeaways. Write down those in a session recap. Make sure that your session prep form asks for feedback too and acknowledge what they say to you there. And if you're not getting enough feedback, directly ask for it at least halfway through your program. And give feedback too. Let them know how they're doing. Be kind, but also be real. Encourage more if their progress is slow Ask for referrals midway through the program and at the end, and ask for a testimonial. Give them guidelines to make that testimonial process easy. I've talked about this in a previous podcast. 
Number five, you want to model integrity. One of the beautiful things about coaching is that sometimes we attract clients who teach us while we're supporting them. Mostly this is seamless and organic, but it can sometimes be painful because you realize that you (laughs) need to work on the same issues that your client does. If that's the case, just be real. Show your vulnerability while also modeling how you face your own challenges. Walk your talk. Own your mistakes and biases. Hold confidences. Those things are all about modeling integrity. Number six, this is a big thing. I actually wrote a popular blog post about this called Five Ways to Right-Size Yourself to Empower Your Coaching Clients. And I recommend it. I'll have the link to it in the show notes for today. As a coach, it's critical that you learn how to be right-sized in your power in order to have a healthy coaching relationship. And by right-sized, I mean holding the right amount of responsibility in the co-creative relationship while also asking your client to do the same. Because ideally, you and your client have the same amount of power in the relationship. So if you're charging too little or allowing late payments, if you're allowing clients to slide away from doing their work, if you're over-delivering, or if you're failing to hold time boundaries and other types of boundaries, all of those things actually steal power from the client. I know that doesn't seem intuitive, but it actually is if you really think about it. You want to hold your clients accountable for what they agree to do. You want to challenge them to do and be more. They'll thank you for it. You want to show you care, but not by being overly responsible or invasive. The last thing, share your humanity. When I first started as a coach, I thought I had to be a pillar of perfection. Do you ever feel like that? I found out the hard way that this can turn out badly because when people put you on a pedestal, they project all sorts of crap upon you and the relationship goes into shadow. So instead, be a real person. Let clients see who you are, but don't make it too much about you. It's a little balance, right? Be interested in your client's uniqueness and how they differ from you. Hold up a positive mirror for them to admire themselves. Give the personal touch without going overboard and accept that life throws everyone curveballs from time to time. It's all written down in the show notes, which you can find at prosperouscoach.com slash 107. And I hope you will grab the free download I have for you, the coaching business checkup. You really love this assessment. It will help you understand what's missing, what's not quite right that might be holding you back from earning well. Stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.